voice in your closet late at night, and that little creaking sound, and you think you see a shadow in the corner. Yeah, that's me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Horror. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to Wrestle Horror Podcast, episode 003. Meat Hook Jim here, along with Donnie, Shank Dorsey Hoover, and John Orlando. And we've got a surprise for you on this show. It's our first pro wrestler. She's muy caliente, Thunder Rosa. Unfortunately, during the interview, I forgot to hit record. So we're going to pick up this interview already in progress or any other stuff like my friends and I'm training MMA right now and my friends make fun of me because they start talking about like promos and stuff from the 80s and I'm just like with like a clueless face like I mean what are you talking about I mean I know more now but uh, you know I was never like in my to-do list I'm gonna be a wrestler when I grow up but I wanted to be a teacher then I wanted to be a nurse then I don't remember what I wanted to be but after being a counselor for kids that have severe emotional problems, I was like, I don't think I want to be doing this. And I was really depressed. And indie wrestling in the area of Oakland, California really changed my life. It was an, an outlet for me to like let all the like, aggressiveness I was receiving into, you know, just channel it in a more positive way. And uh, my husband got me really into it. Um, he's the one who like kind of schooled me a little bit on, on women's wrestling. Uh, when I first got in with him, I was watching a TNA in the, in the knockout division. So I really enjoy watching that. And then I was watching WWE, but I was completely different. So yeah, like I didn't really want to be a wrestler until uh, I did the tryout for Oprah Wrestling in Hayward, California, pay 50 bucks. And if you like got into like the first, second place, you get your money back and the school pay for it. I didn't get it because I guess I wasn't young enough. And um, I, I, placed, I placed fifth place. And um, and I was like, okay, this is it. I think I'm going to start training. I think um, I think I'm an athlete and I can do this. At, at that moment, I kind of like believe my husband that I was also athletic enough. And I haven't stopped ever since then. You know, so that's how I kind of got started. But, um, you know, before I went to the school, I wanted to learn more about the business. So I volunteer with my husband a lot of my weekends off because I work full time. And then um, on our weekends, we were just like putting rings up, uh, you know, cleaning, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just learning the business from the ground up. And then opportunities came that uh, they allowed me to be uh, like uh, ballet for people. So I started learning that, you know, spots and stuff like that. So by the time I was starting in school, I kind of knew more like how to put a ring up, like, you know, the ins and outs of like wrestling etiquette. If there's any now, I don't know, you know, all that kind of stuff. But that was very important to me. But um, but again, like it wasn't easy for me because I was older. So I had to learn, take classes on how to do like roles and, and acrobatics and and all that stuff because I'm, you know, I never did sports when I was younger. So, um, so yeah, that's how I got started. Very cool. Jim, you, know, you, you want to go? I, I cut you off there. I apologize. No, yeah, that's fine. Um, I was just going to say, you know, I've watched uh, uh, several of your matches, Thunderosa, and uh, I've seen a little bit of Lucha Underground as well as some of the matches that are out there on YouTube. And you look like you just have so much fun when you're out there wrestling. I do, you know, but it also depends on, like, for me, when I worked in Lucha Underground, it was really hard because it was another style of wrestling that I was not used to it, and I was really, really new. So I was really afraid, you know, it's like 
typical like you are really green you know you're you're scared you don't want to mess up you want to make sure that you know you do everything right but a perfect world yeah that would be perfect but it didn't happen uh, and then it was a new character so I like the first the first season I had five matches they weren't the best and I'm really don't like to watch them because they're terrible <laughs> but later on like when I was doing more of the you know the psychic and and, and and developing the character I really had a lot of fun and then when I was able to do matches and I was able to do stuff I had fun like I was like yeah I dig it like I want to be in the ring I really enjoy because like at that point it was like my third four years in the business and I feel comfortable in my own skin and I feel comfortable with the character I mean, I feel very comfortable now with Thunder Rosa. Like uh, when I first went to Japan, I was very nervous. Again, I was very, very new. I had no experience. They just threw me in the with the wolves, and orale, you gotta learn. You gotta learn the style, and you gotta learn the language, or you're gonna die. You know, and and, and it just it was the same thing. So that this now my third uh, tour to Japan with uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling, I came in owning the place. Like it was like a completely different person. Uh, helping the young girls, you know, like allowing them to like do whatever they wanted to like tell a really good story and just, re you know, like really like trying to entertain the fans because this, the fans that I that I wrestle in front of Stardom were different than the, the ones here at Tokyo Joshi. And, you know, I was able to like be me. And now um, this is going to be my fifth. Is it fifth? 2014. Yes, five years. It is five years now. I am comfortable with what I'm doing. And if people don't like it and they're not comfortable and they get offended, I, you know, sorry. But I'm not sorry. Well, if I could ask a question about Lucha Underground and the character of Cobra Moon, who came up with that character? Was that all you? They, was that, that was just all you? No, they did. They came okay. up with the character. They gave me the skeleton. And it was like, okay, take, take off with the character. Like, we want this. But you can do, I mean, they give me like some sort of like leeway on what I can or cannot do, right? Okay. So, yeah, that's why you see it the way that you see it. And it was like, they wanted to make it like super gimmicky. And they wanted, they wanted to be snake, snaky moves and like all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it was a challenge because I'm not used to that. But um, I think I did a pretty good job given the fact that I wasn't wrestling a lot. And when I was coming out, the fans really enjoyed, enjoyed me uh, being outside with the boys. Very cool. I have a question about the Lucha Underground. You said that your character was kind of gimmicky and being a promoter, I'm a promoter for a promotion here in Columbus, Ohio. What are your thoughts? And I just like to pick wrestlers brains to try to learn. Um, what are your thoughts on how Lucha Underground is more story driven with like behind the scenes storylines and all that and not just all wrestling? But I know I know that you're not a big fan of like the big time wrestling per se. So I was just curious to see what your thoughts were on how Lucha Underground is more story-driven as compared to other promotions out there. I really, like I said, I really enjoyed because we were able to develop the characters and into a more and like in different layers. It wasn't just like the Queen of the Snakes and then she just come with a, with a with something on her head and then she's like here there's nothing. It was like it was more when when there was more money to like make more vignettes. That was that was really cool when we get to do that and then you had like all the stuff and the story and like how elaborate and crazy they were. I really enjoy right. that. And I think like we're missing that in wrestling because they like, they get a storyline with somebody and they don't go really into depth and then they switch, you know, right. so, like they don't, I mean, if you think about it in the eighties and nineties, the storylines were long. They were taking those for a long, long time mm -hmm. and people were really investing in them. And I think, uh, yeah, this is a new era, but I think people still interested in stories. 
Right. I agree. Deeper than, deeper than like, oh, Bailey and Sasha are friends. Oh, now they're tag teams. Oh, you know what? She got mad. Let's take the tag team titles and let's scratch all the stories. Like, they're not allowing them to develop their acting skills, their promo skills, their storytelling skill. Nothing. It's like nothing. Do you think that part of that is because a lot of things are now scripted word for word or action for action in the back? I mean, it all depends. Like I said, it all depends on on uh, on the promotion that you work. Sure, sure. So, um, some of them like to like like you to say stuff word for word and shit like that. I'm sorry, I, I curse. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I just <laughs> I got carried away a little bit, but you know, it's everybody has their like different you know taste for what they want to do. So, I mean, it works. I mean, it has worked for WWE still, and it works for ROH. They have their own storylines uh, in japan they still do super kayfabe stuff when now working in wow same thing we keep it we keep kayfabe a lot you know so i mean it, 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 it all depends on on the promotion who might you say is the uh been the toughest opponent you've had so far in your career as far as attitude that they don't want to work or like <laughs> well maybe, maybe. Real, guys um the toughest opponent. Oh my God, let's see. Maybe one that challenged you in your um, in your portrayal of your character, or athletically, or something along those lines. I will say my first match in Lucha Underground with Mengala, because it was like I had to learn a lot of the moves on the, on, on the spot. Okay, cool. A lot of the moves that you guys saw, that was like my second. Probably I practiced them like two, three times, and that was it. Wow. <laughs> so it was like. I'm telling you guys, when I'm telling you, when I go in my life, it's, it's all like trial by fire. That's, that's what I mean, this trial by fire. You either, you either succeed or you either fail terribly. So you better be in the middle. S sound advice, actually, in lots <laughs> of things in life, by the way. Uh, um, well, can we talk real quick about the uh, tag team that you formed with Holly Dead, uh, Twisted Sisters? Um, one of the things I was curious about, Thunder Rosa, did you form the team with Holly Dead, or was that um, something that a promoter put together? No, well, my husband put it together. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, we were traveling a lot, and like, we were like wrestling each other a lot, and he was like, "You guys should just stag. Like, this is a waste of time. Like, I'm so tired of seeing of you guys wrestle." And I was like, "Yeah, I think it's a good idea." And then um, we contact a couple of friends up in Northern California in um. Oroville, PCW, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we put you with with a with a couple of the guys, and then and we had our first match there, and then we just it just took off, you know. Mm -hmm. Do you like uh, being a tag team wrestler, or would you prefer to be a singles wrestler, or it doesn't really doesn't matter to you? I mean, I like it because you do half of the work, so that's fine. And then with with Holiday, it's like she's like my wife now. Like we know each other so well. It's like it's so much fun to like to tag with her now um, because like I said we just want to have fun and, and, and want to have a good time and put good matches and, um, and yeah so um, it's great I, I really do enjoy it when it's when it, when it happens when we both like our schedules work we like to tag together and I mean I, I also like singles but when we can be when you can like travel with your best friend like that's pretty cool yeah yeah so you know my question for you uh, and this is a question I pose to a lot of wrestlers I'd, I've I've spoken with or met over the few past few years. Do you like playing the heel or the face? It all depends on the promotion, man. Okay. 
Fair it all depends on the promotion because, I mean, regardless if I play here or face, I, people have a really hard time not liking me as a heel. I don't understand why. And I'm like one of the most annoying heels you can imagine. And I'm coming up with new things, especially if I'm, 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 um, I have a feud with somebody, I'm like vicious. And I call them names and, and, and I'm, I don't hold back. I, there's one, I really enjoy working as heel right now and underground freelance underground in chicago because uh, they let me do whatever i want and like uh, i've been feuding with uh laney luck and we had a pretty brutal match like a month ago yeah i brought a trash bag with a bunch of trash and i was calling her trash and like i, I draw a dick on her face and <laughs> <laughs> yeah just, like the build up to the promo saying that she can't cut promos she can't cut promos let's be honest um it's just like it was great. Like she like put the the trash bag in my head and suplexed me, and then I finished her almost. She I actually broke a sink with my head in that match, and my head still hurts. Oh, yeah, yeah we we went all out like, and people were super <laughs> into it. And um, but here in Texas, like they have me as babyface. They really dig Santa Rosa, especially because I'm come out with Delina, and they love that. So um, I dance with the fans and everything, but. I mean, wrestling is good to me. I can't complain. I mean, I can, I can complain about politics and other stuff, but wrestling has been so good to me. I've been able to travel the world, make friends, you know, take advantage of opportunities that otherwise I don't think that would have come for me. Um, so heel face, I do the work, man. I do the work. There you go. I got you. That's what it's all about. Is there one particular place that you would like to go to wrestle that you haven't been to yet? I want to go to Australia. Why is that? I just want to go to Australia. <laughs> I want to see some kangaroos and like some koalas. Honestly, um, I like to travel. Like, I when I go and um, when I go on tours, if I can stay a little longer, I do because I like to like see the culture and like immerse in the culture. Like when I was in Japan, that's why I really enjoyed because I was able to immerse in the culture and like travel and like learn about you know everything with them in different aspects you know the same when i went to london i stayed there for a month so i would learn so much and it's like i, I really want to go to australia i know that australia is beautiful and my husband always talks about it so i was like oh i want to go there there's another place like china right now it's kind of like the the wrestling scene is like growing up with owe so I, I would like to do that the guys are super like talented and uh acrobatic one of my uh peers is over there from new york he's always putting stuff so i was like i like i like to visit i mean that's the that's the cool part of being an indie wrestler sometimes is that if you get opportunities like that it's like it's golden it's uh i love it what advice would you give to any new wrestler starting their career out first of all get a good job because you're not gonna get paid the money that you want when you start you're probably gonna get paid a handshake and a, and, and a hot dog if you, if so, get a good job with insurance. Like, to, until you start making double as much money than you make on your regular job, then you can quit. That's sound that's, advice. That's sound advice again. Yep. That's, that's one. Because I've seen a lot of guys that they're like, yeah, I'm going to be a wrestler full time. And I'm like, how much are you getting paid? 50 bucks per booking. I was like, how are you going to pay your bills? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Like, let's be real. How, are you selling merch? No, I'm selling merch. That's another thing. A lot of people think that it's just about the wrestling. No, we are, we are a brand. Yep. You've got to take care of your brand at all times, all the time, you know? Yep. Social 100%. media absolutely important. You are a wrestler, create your wrestling page or your personal page. And you want to have fans, go ahead. You know, um, we are always, that's one thing. Uh, I'm super blessed. My husband is like always on the numbers and like looking at to see like, uh, you know, who's in on, on social media, how to, how to engage the fans. You got to engage your fans. Because one thing is important. People are not going to book you if you don't put pe uh, pe uh, people on the seats. They're not. Yeah, unless, you, unless you wrestle for free. Huh? You know, I will book you anytime, baby. I got right. <laughs> There are plenty uh, of hot dogs to hand out. <laughs> absolutely. No, but I'm serious. Like, that's one thing I tell bookers. Because, like, sometimes I don't feel like, um maybe now I, I kind of, like, been uh, a little busy but i tell i told people here locally i was like book me i will bring you at least 30 people that mm -hmm. will pay for tickets you know mm -hmm. and people right. will come and buy my merch you know so it's like because i take the time to promote where i'm gonna go because this is my job this is my full-time job if you want to do this full-time job you got to think about this thing full-time all the time absolutely you know? so you you more or less take your brand and your character and treat it like a business and Ab it's its own, it's its own entity Absolutely, yep. and um, for for us women wrestlers, there's other avenues too to make uh to make uh, money. And mm -hmm. I've taken those, you know, like costume costume matches and stuff. That's not disgraceful or anything. Is you know, I'm feeding my family with that, and I've been able to like I've been able to travel, and you know, I pay I pay for my car with that. You know, I pay my car with wrestling. Yeah. You know, because I care for it. I care for my looks. I care for my gear. I care for my my appearance before I get come out on the ring. I care for my body. My body is important. This is our money maker. You know, yeah. Yeah. I I'm stay in shape. I stay in shape because regardless if WWE, AW, ROH are gonna are interested in signing me, the most important part is like I am my own brand, and I want my brand to look good, and right. I care about myself. So that's one thing I I I've been really on it since I before I started wrestling was to get in shape and I've been I mean it's not the easiest thing but once you get it like it's an investment and I'm investing in my future and you know as a human being because I want to look good when I'm older and I want to look good now that I'm a wrestler in case if any opportunity comes acting dancing I don't know tv you you name it you know that it's not only about that wrestling business I mean look at uh, John Cena look at uh, the rock look at uh Steve Austin, all of them are doing stuff that are not related to wrestling anymore. So you right. have to have that mentality mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. wrestling is, is a platform that can open doors for so many other things. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this, um, Thunder Rosa. Uh, your look, your ring gear, um, and your uh, half of a uh, sugar skull makeup, uh, was that something you came up with when you created the character, or did it come later? No, it came later. Actually, I was not a fan of being called a luchadora because I'm an American. I was an American trained wrestler, and I'm an I'm an immigrant. And at that point in my life, I was trying to assimilate to this culture, so I was trying to push my my origins and my culture okay. as way as possible because I wanted to get signed. You know, 
I was like, even actually thinking about dyeing my hair and, and doing stuff like that. But then a uh, promoter came and talked to me and he was like, well, you know, we have a big um, uh, Latino market and we, we don't have really a lot of Latino wrestlers. I think it would be a good idea if we paint your face like a sugar skull because it's very popular. And I was like, oh, yeah, sounds cool. So I only started doing it in that promotion. It was in Merced, California. And then um, when I went to Japan, no matter what I did, I wasn't like getting over with the fans. And then I got a concussion. And then as a symbol of rebirth from this horrible concussion that got me off for like half of my trip in Japan, my first tour, my husband suggested that I should paint my face again. And that probably will kind of like the fans will be like, oh, this is kind of weird, but it's kind of cool. So I started painting my face from there. And then um, I painted my face the last month that I stayed in Japan. Then I came back to the States and I started just painting half my face. And that's how I, I ended up with having face paint. And when you don't see me with face paint, it's because either I'm, I got there too late or too it's too hot. <laughs> so that concussion, would that be the worst injury that you've had in your wrestling career? That and um, I had uh, some shoulder injuries. And I injured my – I actually, this year, like at the beginning of your year, I was like really injured. Like I had different injuries. I don't know what it was. Um, my back was hurting a lot. It was like – extreme pain that I couldn't go to sleep. I didn't know what it was. I got a really good chiropractor that now is uh, my, he sponsors me. So I'm blessed that I have a chiropractor that sponsors me and really great take care of me. And then I'm doing cryotherapy. I'm doing a lot of stuff that are preventative or especially for, for like, uh, ath like athletic injuries because some of them are kind of like, you're kind of like out of place or your muscles or stuff like that. So I'm doing a lot of stuff like that and again I take care of my body I don't drink I don't smoke I don't use drugs um when I'm injured and I still have to work I have to work smart not hard you know I want my career to last as much as possible you know but mm -hmm. um but yeah it's like my, my I, I think uh I, something with my rotator cuff got me out like I heard it pop and it was like so painful to lift my my hand my neck like it was pretty bad um my knee and a dive out I still have like a little, it's like a bruise, but I don't know what it is. I mean, it got better, but I didn't really check it. It's like all kinds of stuff, man. Like the moment <laughs> that you can't do regular stuff in your life because of wrestling, and that's when it sucks. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, gentlemen, do you have uh, any other questions there? Uh, I do have one. Okay. I'd like yeah. to switch, switch gears a little bit because um, we are called Wrestle Horror, and uh, you do tag with Holly Dead as the Twisted Sisters and stuff. Do you have any kind of horror background are you a fan of horror or haunted houses or anything like that i like haunted houses here but my son is like super scared of them so we don't we can't take him because he cries when he goes <laughs> sounds like my wife <laughs> really funny. my husband and i were like dying and he's like no i just like people eat. I don't want to eat. um uh horror movies i really like horror movies and, and and when i was a when i was a teenager i used to watch a lot of them my earliest recollection of our horror movie was um, Child's Play. I was terrified of Chucky. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah. Terrified, man. My cousin used to have, like, uh, one of those dolls at her house, and I will not go to sleep. I, yeah, I, have, I have a life-size version of it up in my closet in my bedroom. My wife won't let me get him out of the closet. No, that's <laughs> terrifying. My friend from Japan, he actually bought a Chucky, like the regular one in the in the, in the box. Oh, man. And he made a Instagram page for it, and he has more followers than I do. <laughs> what? No, I'm serious. Yeah, he travels with him. He takes pictures in like different cities. I'm like, dude, you're freaking up. 
And then he got uh, this one um, from The Exorcist, like the the light doll, like the one from from the movie. It's horrible. Oh, he's always like, oh, this is so pretty. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Those are the two movies that are always, like, even when I watch them now, I'm still, well, not Chucky, but at least The Exorcist. Like, I'm terrified of that movie still. Alright. You know, I was, I've been uh, scrolling through your Twitter feed and there's one um, meme, or, or it's a little gif that's on your uh, feed, Thunderosa, that just tickles me, and I'm sure that this guy regretted it, but it's the one where you slap him across the chest because he asked for a kiss. Oh, my God, yes. No, it, it, he didn't actually ask for a kiss. I was chopping uh, a wrestler. Okay. holding him. Because I was saying, beso, beso, because I was like acting like I was going to make up with him. And right. I was super hard. Then he got rolled out of the ring, and then I started yelling, beso. And then the guy, the other guy was drunk, and he really thought I was going to kiss him. He got a surprise. Yes. He, I think he told the promoter that his skin kind of like, I broke his skin. <laughs> That's what happens when you come to a lucha show. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I, I, I get a, I get a kick out of that because it's just the the whole, you know, the way you're acting and what he's expecting and then that chop across the chest. It's like, yeah, that's going to hurt. Yeah. He, he will remember me. That's for sure. <laughs> well, is there uh is there any upcoming matches or upcoming uh, uh, promotions that you're going to be in, in the next few weeks, Thunder Rosa, that you'd like to let everybody that's listening and watching know where you're going to be? Yes, I'm actually returning to San Diego, California, to uh, Baja Stars USA, where I'm still a champion. Uh, I've been a champion for two years, uh, but I have never been there since I became a champion. So um, I'm going to be there tomorrow, and I'm super excited because San Diego is uh, where I grew up between my – that was the first city that I actually moved in when I came to the United States. So my family's there. Everybody's going to come to the show. That'll be, that'll be fun. So if you're in the San Diego area, come, come down. Then I have Nacion Lucha Libre in Mexico City. It's our first show. And we're, we're beyond excited because this is a, a new thing that Alberto del Rio and Chavo Guerrero are um, working on with new wrestlers. They have around 100 wrestlers uh, that will be working on and off in the company. And I'm really blessed that I'm one of the female wrestlers that will be working there. And I'm... I'm beyond excited because I haven't wrestled in Mexico City for over three years. So uh, I, I love Mexico City. I think it's so much fun. And then I have, I'm going back to San Francisco for West Coast Wrestling. And then I'm wrestling Ariel, Ariel Monroe, one-on-one for the first time. So it's going to be very good. And I think those are the ones that I have. And then I'm going back to Canada. On the Vancouver on the on the twentieth, I'm super excited. That's another lucha libre spectacular. So it's all like lucha libre tacos, margaritas, cervezas, everything. So it's gonna be really really fun. Cool, cool. Um, Jim, did you have something you wanted to say? Oh uh, no, no. I'm just uh, I'm just absorbing everything. That okay, you're saying, I thought yeah. you. <laughs> no. I you wanted to say something. That's why I was throwing it over to you. Um, well, Thunder Rose, is there anything else that you'd like to say to the fans here? I know we're getting up to about a half hour here. We kind of probably want to start wrapping things up. So is there anything you want to tell the fans out there? They can follow me on Thunder Rosa 22 and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Thunder Rosa 2 on my like page. 
I will be posting my new merchandise that will be dropping pretty soon. And I have all shirts that people always ask me for. Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, big news are coming up about Thunder Rosa and what is she going to be doing. I stay, I'm, I'm really excited about it. And I can't wait to tell the, the world, but I have to wait to tell the world. But yeah, everyone's going to be like, what? Um, well, 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 make sure you let us know about it. You know, we'll get oh, it out I will, you, you know, I will post it on social media. You guys already know that. <laughs> and um, yeah, we're, we're still, we're trying to create more avenues for people to be more connected to Thunder Rosa uh, in a different way. We might, I'm thinking about make, maybe making a Patreon page um, okay. to like be more intimate with the fans and also a website so people can actually access to my new merchandise because I'm working on getting really cool new stuff that are not like nobody actually has on the market, like regular wrestlers, unless they're like have their websites and stuff. So um, that's what I pride off a lot is having good merchandise all the time. Okay. So some things are in the works most definitely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I would like to say, yes, I'm going to get signed for NXT or like big contracts. That's not on the horizon right now. There's so much stuff on the horizon. And I'm happy with that. And I'm, I'm happy with, with what wrestling has brought to me and, and, and how grateful all the fans are and, and um, the love that I receive all the time. I, it's so special because, again, I'm not in a big company and I'm a free agent right now and they continue to show me so much respect and so much attention. So for those who haven't, Hopefully, the now they're gonna listen to this podcast and they're not fans. Just look me up on YouTube. You'll fall in love with me. Believe me that. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Jim, you want to wrap things up here? Uh, yeah, I'm going to just say, uh, Thunder Rosa, thank you so much for taking some time out away from your family to uh, talk with us here on Wrestle Horror, uh, to give us your insight on the business and advice. That's what this, this podcast is all about. Was we're just trying to bring information to the masses. And um, thanks for being our first pro wrestler guest on Wrestle Horror. Well, thank you. I mean, we didn't talk about a lot of horror movies, but that's okay. <laughs> we can do it again. <laughs> all right. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to watch all these horror movies, and I have, like, not watched them. I only watch, like, documentaries lately. <laughs> We let you off the hook this time. Yeah, that's okay. I, I don't watch that many horror movies either. I'm the wrestling side of things here. So. <laughs> okay, good. So, uh, again, thank you so much, and uh, good luck uh, in the future. And, again, congratulations on becoming an American citizen. Thank you, and God bless America. Yay. Yay. <laughs> thank you so much, and I uh, hope to talk to you again soon. Okay, take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Right, bye. Bye.